Uh, you found Kate Brenton on Rebirth. Thanks for tuning in. This is the third of four episodes on Mondays, which are moon days, days of the mind and contemplation. And last week we talked about knowing what phase you're in. You know, it's helpful to know, you know, in, in a, in a I don't know if it's a world so much as in an American culture that really celebrates constant striving and the next accomplishment over being present, although I think that's changing. Um, it's important to know a phase you're in, you know, like if you're upset that the cookies aren't done, but you've just finished the batter, then your upset is completely ungrounded. You know, they need to be in the oven for a little bit. That's sort of how I feel. I need to, I'm being cooked. <laughs> um, so what I want to talk to you today in, in that vein and in the connection to phases and where we are is um, the idea of being where you are. And I know this is said so often. And the first time I heard about, you know, Ram Dass's book, just heard the title years ago, um, Be Here Now. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, be here now, got it. But I didn't get it. And I'm still learning to get it. I don't have that. I do not get it. I am often not where I am. Jerry Seinfeld had a new episode, really, um, new stand-up release on Netflix. And he was talking about how we don't ever want to be where we are. You know, he's like, if we're home, we want to go out. If we're out, we got to work about going back home. You know, if you're busy, you want to be relaxed. If you're relaxed, you got things to do. And I thought, that's really true. It's super true. Um, and that, that discontent also feeds into the, for me, uh, and commonly feeds into this idea that perfection is necessary for certain things to be accomplished. And I remember when I had my first Vedic astrology reading done by a profound practitioner by the name of Juliana Swanson, she said, are you a perfectionist? And I thought, no, because like I have typos and things and, you know, like, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm an English teacher, you know, because I'm rushing, right? So I can have, when I heard perfectionist, I, I interpreted it, I interpreted that statement to mean something closer to how some people would project being obsessive compulsive about details, you know, like that everything would have to be perfect in all forms. But she was right that um, it took me a a while to unpack that invitation that uh, although I might be a little messy, like my vegetables are never completely meticulous in the kitchen and I normally have several water glasses going and papers, you know, and books and stacks of papers. I can articulate for myself such a high degree of mastery that it will completely stop me from, from, from attempting a task sometimes, something that I hold really dear. And then I'll kind of like just dive right in. So it's that dance between looking for every excuse that things need to be lined up for them to be perfect. Um, and just as likely I would dive into something that I, one might see it as impulsive, but if I feel connected to something or really passionate about it, I can be exceptionally tenacious and it, it has served me in many realms of my life for that kind of um, commitment and degree of loyalty to something that I consider important. 
Um, the, the trick is what I have, I knew I want, again, I knew I wanted to talk to you guys about this, but I, I'm kind of fascinated how, so I normally like to send these out earlier in the day when this loads, when it gets released to the public, it'll still be Monday, but it'll be late. Um, because I had a toddler delay. That's the truth. I like to plan them out and then I like to record them on Monday so that it is the energy of that Monday in case anything new has come up in the world or in my mind. And I knew I wanted to talk about this idea because I hear it a lot right now from clients, from my, my clients or my, my beautiful people that I'm working with to kind of share their shine. This idea that they have this gift they're in this situation to do something but they're either looking for the for further validation or they can't understand why they've been given the power or the moment to to make major decisions to to help people the way that they are able to help people to be paid the amount of money they're being paid and commonly a lot of the people that struggle with accepting this form of power are are exactly the voices that we need to be hearing right now. These are people maybe like yourself that could always find somebody else. Like you always want to uplift somebody else. So you can think like, well, I don't know everything. I would love to help somebody else. And those are really good. Great. They are fantastic traits to have. And so are you great. So do you have things that need to be shared? So do you need to be shined upon. And I think that's really what is coming up with the perfectionism with me and feeling like that cooking metaphor is that like, I can have a lot to say and I can accept the space of honoring that people, some people want to hear what I have to say and that there are other more well-versed, more um, erudite, more compassionate, more uh, prolific people that also need to be heard. Instead of me just being like, well, I can, t I can name more people. There's five people. So maybe for you, you're like, I can name five better bikers, authors, cooks, parenting specialists, whatever. It doesn't mean that your piece is less significant. Additionally, this is something that I am, you know, you hear me talk about a lot like I have a role of a parent and I have a role as a um, a healer a, a, a business owner a small uh, entrepreneur and I'm much more comfortable being low-key not being found <laughs> um, than I am being pronounced and I am more comfortable in striving sometimes in the healing arts, then I understand um, the patience that is necessary as a parent. And you're, I'm not supposed to say those things. And it's just true. It's just true. It's uh, I'm coming to terms with the fact that the area that I'm not excelling in, or I mean, the area that I'm newer at is probably the, the if I you know, called myself to task. The area that I'm newer at is intrinsically woven into where I already feel comfortable 
It's intrinsically woven into the exact type, type of growth. And ultimately, uh, my child and I are growing, are growing together. And I didn't understand that type of intricate planning as I do now. And I don't think that has to happen only with parenting. I guarantee you, if you have somebody at work that is difficult for you, the difficulty that you're perceiving is intricately available for you to grow in a way that you previously have not excelled. If you are having difficulty in your significant relationship or partnership with another person, that difficulty is intricately customized to illuminate for you the areas of growth, either of boundaries or softening, of staying or going. Same thing with your job, same thing with your belief structure. Um, it's a plane going overhead because I'm doing this podcast outside, so I'm just going to let that plane go over. I like sitting outside. It's nighttime. It's actually quite lovely. sort of feel like we're sitting out here having um, just a little chat, you know, under the stars. So, uh, <clears throat> Damador, previously known as Daniel, posted today, which I would not have seen or be addressing with you had I gotten my podcast out when I wanted to. And there's a reason I'm saying that. It's not self-deprecation. Is he talks about, um, he invited, I'm just going to read it. It's on his Facebook page. So it's D-A-M-O-D-A-R. And his last name is Cordua. C-O-R-D-U-A. You can look him up. He says, I invite you to take two negative stories about yourself and about your life that have reared their ugly head during this difficult pandemic time. Take them, coddle them for a moment, and look at them consciously and soberly. Is there a possibility to refrain them so they speak to a strength of yours rather than a perceived weakness? What might, what might be the positive intent behind them? Could you look behind the story or emotion and find a jewel? Could your anxiety show you how much you truly and deeply care? Could your depression show you how much you need love and connection? Could your anger show you how much you value justice and fairness in the world? These are just examples. I thought such a great invitation. And it is, to me, as today, uh, which was a beautiful Monday, kind of wove and danced, I'm realizing that this place that I am telling myself that I'm not excelling in is because... is. The perception of non, not excelling is offering a quantifiable comparative analysis to a moment that is simply begging for presence and unconditional love. Yeah, that's how I felt when I had that. I was like, oh, I'm actually not supposed to do any of this better. I'm... I'm just supposed to be irrefutably present. Perhaps it's, perhaps, <clears throat> excuse me, perhaps it's the 40s. I don't know because I haven't lived past the 40s. I've only been into this decade in this life of remembering. But perhaps it's, it is the lesson of these years because I think there are doing years, you know, like there's ride your bike in the summer popsicle years. 
There's run out and hang out with your friends years. There's run your career hard years, learn a skill hard years, apprentice yourself, self, put yourself in front of it in someone who knows more than you and ha learn how to humble and be a student. And then there's years that you realize that you are your own teacher. <clears throat> so I think that's also ties back into know what phase you're in. And I don't think they're linear and that they stop. I just, I think it switches with different time periods and different skill sets and different things that you're learning. But I feel like I will have in the, in the life skill that I'm learning. So just think about you. Like if it's somebody at work that's giving you a difficult time or if it is anxiousness uh, being quarantined or it is true difficult. Not all those are true. But if there is just a, um, unfortunately something externally has happened to you during these past months, you're like, Kate, this isn't an existential you know, fictitious crisis. Like I am in the depths of difficulty. What if there is something behind, I'm not saying it's not difficult. I'm saying there's beauty in the difficulty. I, in my teaching classes where it would seem less cold when I was in person, you know, we're all learning how to not be in person and communicate. Although I definitively think we need to return to being in person. I'm starting to notice some traits of people being more standoffish than is healthy or necessary. And I'm not talking about compromising social distancing. I'm just talking about not being afraid of being around or near another human <clears throat> sidebar. <laughs> Going back to our topic. Um, when, when I'm talking about taking the thing that you're not good at or the thing that is making life incredibly difficult and if your mindset is one like mine that feels like there's something you could be doing better maybe that's not the answer maybe the answer is that who you are in this exact moment in what you excel at and in what you are still learning to accomplish is the precise recipe to meld into the difficulty and be grown by it. And then that Taoist perspective of there is no good or bad, there is just this moment begins to take on a different perspective because it doesn't negate difficulty. It just is what is. You are just who you are. You can't reject part of you that is failing and accept, expect to find wholeness or peace. It doesn't work that way. So not only do we need to know what phase we're in, we need, or it was helpful. I mean, you don't need to be doing any of this. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. You don't need to be doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't actually need to be doing anything. You need to be listening to yourself. That's what you need to be doing. But if this is resonating with you, if there is something here for you, then I ask you or I invite you to do literally what happened to me. That's the point of what I'm saying about the podcast didn't come out in the, the physical time that I wanted. 
It came out at the time that it needed to because the events of today kept rolling through this consistent message in so many different ways that is saying, I just need you to be you as you are now. Yes, have goals. Yes, have plans. Yes, have want things to be better. Fantastic. But in this moment, sitting in this chair with this cup of tea, I need you to be here now as you are. As um, this gorgeous poet, Naira Wahid says, as you are, you are the prayer. The title of one of my favorite poems. As you are, you are the prayer. As you are, says the universe, after you answer. As you are, says the universe, before you answer. As you are, says the universe, when you answer. As you are, says the universe, how you answer. As you are, says the universe, why you answer because you are happening now, right now, right this moment. And your happening is beautiful. The thing that both keeps me alive and brings me to my knees. You don't even know how breathtaking you are as you are, says the universe through tears. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everybody.